Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Hello, friends. Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters, as always, my faithful husband, is on my left. But guess what, kids? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. We have a real live person on this week's podcast. Someone who isn't me, Justin, or the dog. Everyone, please welcome Grey Drake. <laughs> Best intro ever. I am the unfaithful guest, by the way. <laughs> You're the faithful husband. <laughs> Justin. Real human being and a real hero, Grey Drake. And a real human being. She goes back to that in the lyric. Everyone. I, I feel like half a human being. Just half? I'm, like, currently, because I don't... It's not the jet lag so much. It, it's probably the jet lag. Where have you been, Miss Gray? I went to Romania. Is That's that like, a, It's an actual place. Is that like Transylvania, but not? It is Transylvania. Transylvania is in Romania. I was close. Were you in the Transylvania part of Romania? I wasn't. Um, I was in Bucharest. Ooh, Bucharest. Yeah. Bucharest. Is that like Budapest? Except in a different country. Oh. <laughs> I actually, my phone, while I was in Bucharest, I typed that, but my phone auto-corrected it to Budapest. <laughs> so th- I've concluded that my phone is a racist. It against Hungarians. Is. Yep. I don't know. So I got a whole bunch of Facebook messages where people were like, oh my God, you're in Hungary? That's awesome. And I was like, no, you dumbasses. <laughs> Until I looked at it and I was like, whoops. Um, yeah. Well, and why were you in Romania? I, for a super secret reason Ooh. that I can't tell anyone, um, but what I can say is that it was like a movie thing. Um, <gasps> I know. It's so cool. It's so fucking cool. I had no idea. I had no idea that this was like a thing that I could do. Dude, and movies? then all of a sudden, like, well, like, go to these other places and talk to people about movies. movies. Yeah. It's so, it's amazing. And I, every opportunity that I get, I'm like, yes, I will inconvenience myself for several days. And bear with jet lag in order to do this. On your dime. Thank you. For those of you who don't know the lovely Grey Drake, she has guested on this podcast once before. However, she is of the Popcorn Mafia, which if you haven't listened to, you should. Also on CNN doing movie reviews on Mm -hmm. Saturdays. Mm -hmm. And you got movies.com. Right. Fandango. Yes. Have you gathered any more jobs that... (laughs) Sometimes crave online. Oh my gosh. She's a wee lady. I, it's, I'm, I'm a little bit of... See, that's why I call myself unfaithful. I'm all over the place. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, it was... Going going to Romania was totally dope. And it was one of those things, like, I was sitting there on the last night, and we're, like, in this bar. And I was like, this is, like, the beginning of a joke. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I'm just... I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm getting French lessons from Academy Award nominee Stephen Ray for The Crying Game. Oh my god. Wait, who... Yeah. Stephen Ray. Stephen Ray, who was in oh, V for Vendetta. I thought you said Stephen Wright, and I was like, as a dry comedian who calls my show and likes to have phone sex with me, that one? Is he cheating on me with you? The unfaithful Grey Drake. Right? Hi, Chrissy. It's Stephen Ray. That happened. Uh, it happened again on Friday. I was like, seriously? hi, Stephen. It happens all the time. No, here's what happened. Like, the first time it happened, Chrissy's like, do you know who Stephen Wright is? He's like, call me all the time. I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 
he, and he came to the show on, on Thursday and I was unavailable to say hi. I didn't know this, but apparently he was like looking for me. So he called the show on Friday and got me and he was like, hi, Chrissy, it's Stephen Wright. <laughs> Where were you yesterday? Oh my God. And I was like, I was, you know, flitting about. <laughs> I like you do. <laughs> this is why I love Los Angeles. <laughs> He's like, well, I missed you. Will you promise me you'll come to my dressing room next time and say hi? Ew. I was like, sure. Why are you really calling? <laughs> God. That happened. So you went to Romania. You, make St- you met Stephen Wright. Yeah. And I met Barry Manilow and Brett Michael. Yeah, you did. At the same time? Did yeah. a hole open in the space-time continuum? Exactly. Seriously, Barry Man- were Barry Manilow and, and Brett Michaels. At the same... Literally standing shoulder to shoulder. They were on his show. He booked them. Yeah, they were on my show. Holy With fuck. Chrissy. I was the third banana. Chrissy's going to be on my show. Well, she you was on my show. were a Barry Manilow and Brett Michaels sandwich? Oh, yeah. You should look at the lineup in the TiVo. It's like Barry Manilow, Brett Michaels, Chrissy Winters. You know how I do. Chrissy got a celebrity hair makeover. That's I why did. she was on my show, and that's why she looks... So what, stunning. How she does now. <laughs> how she does now. She Thanks, looks, Justin. Well, no, this has become a huge thing on Facebook because I'm like, Chrissy, you can't post pictures of yourself. I and, didn't. Until that, can you be quiet and let me say a sentence? No. Jeez. <laughs> until the episode airs and like clockwork, like that night, somebody takes a picture of Chrissy and just like, poop on Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, couldn't even last a day. Couldn't even last. We had to delete the picture, but. So wait, it already aired? No, it airs like November 7th. But That's you, so far. But you get a first look because you're right here. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> this is an audio podcast and I assure you to everyone listening, she looks smoking hot. She got the, uh, the Diana... Before, which I did not think was possible. Diana Agron, you know, who's from Glee. Of course. That's the Diana Agron cut. That's how is it was. it? Yes. When I'm wearing sunglasses, have, I'm somewhat convincing. You have the Quinn. <laughs> I do. I have the Quinn. Your Quinn Fabre. From celebrity stylist Kim Bo. Uh, Kim Vo is my new bestie, by the by. I love that man with all my heart. Kim Vo, if you ever listen to this, I adore you. I feel like he's that Asian dude that does hair in Vegas and has all these abs. That is he. Ah! He's Vietnamese, but with blonde hair. Okay. And yes. when I went and visited his salon the day after the makeover, he stopped what he was doing, came over, gave me a, gave me a hug. Everyone at the front desk was looking like, what the hell? And he goes, oh my God, I can't wait to see you again in six weeks when I touch my hair. But in the meantime, can we have a double date, you, me, and Justin, and Luke? And I was like, um, yeah, we can, Kimbo. <laughs> yeah, we can. What kind of yes. world do we live in? I know. A world where you can chat about styling products over your sushi. He's going to be my personal Ken Paves. I'm channeling my inner <laughs> Jessica Simpson, basically. I'm going to, like, take him with me. I love that. I know, it's pretty cool. He did a good job. Let's okay. talk about movies. Oh, oh those. <laughs> well, this this week we uh, decided to get all presidential on y'all, and we which doesn't mean black this time. <laughs> black, yeah. Now that Barack Obama is president, you can say presidential instead of black. You know, so what it's I... like, uh oh, there's a presidential guy coming down the street towards me. <laughs> Everybody, watch your wallets. And and not that I want this to happen, but if Herman Cain gets the nomination. It works for both parties. Oh, it's a see, bipartisan thing. It's bringing us all together. There's no way. Kumbaya, Justin. There's no way they're going to let that happen. No, they're not. But that would be amazing. I just want... Nah, nah, nah. Okay. So what happened was, we <laughs> wanted to talk about Ides of March and all the President's Men this week, but... Something happened. I wanted to watch Footloose. Yeah, he did. He and, did. And I really want... I want to watch it really bad. And so I begged Chrissy and Gray, can we talk about Footloose? 
I want to talk about Footloose. But Gray hasn't seen it yet, so we can't spoil things for her. No, but, no, but Gray didn't want to see it. No, the whole point. I actually, I, I want. It makes me want to pull out my phone because he was like, "So let's make Footloose our second movie," and I was like, "I will fucking cut you. I will. I hate you <laughs> so much. I don't want to see Footloose." I actually think I said something like. I thought me escaping to Romania meant I didn't have to see that piece of trash. You did actually. You said piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> he was laughing so hard, he's crying, and he showed me. And then, and then he was like, "All right, Chrissy just said no too." And I was like, "I didn't know it was possible for me to love your wife more than I already did." No, you like talked all that shit, and I was like, "That's definitely it. We're definitely watching it then." Yeah, he like, was care. ready to make me, and I yeah. was so I was furious with you because I was like, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Coming home from a trip to Romania on Friday night, dragging my ass to the movies and seeing that. Because I'm like a huge Footloose fan, and also, I'm a little better. I have a reason, I have an, an extra reason, because Paramount, is it Paramount movie? Mm-hmm. Um, Paramount was doing bonus features for the DVD, the Blu-ray, and I was on a bonus feature. Wait a minute, we Wait, talked about what? this the last time we, you were here, I think. I did a bonus feature for the DVD. Well, for those of us who have Alzheimer's, i.e. me, please tell me what you're talking about. As Justin pours his wine. I was wine. on... <laughs> I just... I was on... I was one... Ooh, that's a full I, wine. I was looking at it like, oh my wow. god. I'm not screwing around, guys. Well, you are like seven foot eight. So exactly. It's okay. It's okay. Um, the Blu-ray of the original Footloose is released to, to coincide with the movie. Yeah. And I was one of the people featured in a, an extra featurette like I was in it and I was like so excited because it was one of the first things that I had done on camera for you know my new job beside CNN and I was all jazzed and I was like oh my god immortalized forever on a blu-ray Yay! and they cut it Ooh. they totally cut the featurette and it was just about like people that really loved Footloose so my interview like I just lit up like a birthday cake and I swear <laughs> to god I think it's like one of the best things I've ever done did, the, did you show him your Footloose chest <laughs> I did. Come into my apartment and see my footloose chest. Yeah. Was it like my Titanic chest that I had back in the day? Exactly. <laughs> I thought so. I totally get this. Continue. Um, I be, he was, well, to give you an example, he was like, he was like, um, and you could tell the producer he was great. He was just like trying to be really quick casual about it. And he's like, you know the theme song, like, do you remember any of the words to it? And I just, all of a sudden, I'm like, I've been working so hard. And my necklaces are banged into the table. She got really excited. I did. I was like, well, in the interview, I just was fucking like swinging my arms. <laughs> and then I went through mentally what I go through when the music like builds, you know, and it's like, duh, nah, right? Were you standing up? Were you sitting down? I was that? sitting down because I know that's where their shot was. And so, I, but it was really hard for me to sit <laughs> myself and so I was like okay okay and then this music builds and then I imagine that time can actually slow down (laughs) I jump in the air right and then I land on my feet just as like I'm turning it loose right that's what I do in my head and so I realized like somehow the producer is you know just watching me and is mildly amused but there's the the sound guy is behind the bounce card that is right next to my face, just out of the shot. And I notice it's just shaking back and forth because he's laughing so hard that he's moving the bounce card. And when they cut, the sound guy stands up and he's like, oh, Jesus Christ, I thought I was going to die. He's like, 
because I've never heard anything like that. And so I was all excited because I was like, oh, great. It's going to, like, I can buy my parents the Blu-ray and say, like, thanks for never discouraging me from majoring in film in college. Like, you know. And then then you had a womp womp moment. Totally. They cut it because Paramount decided that they didn't want anything that the guys had shot. They were just going to go with some lame shit. Which had to have been heartbreaking for them. I mean, aside... I mean, their check's cleared, but it had to have sucked. And so I'm actually going to contact that dude who's, like, friend of a friend and be like, you think you could just, like, show it to me? <laughs> and, like, see how it went? Because I just want to see myself. Well, we oh, hate to tell you, tell you now um, out in the open, but they took that piece of tape of you and they inserted it into the actual movie. <laughs> The new footloose, like right in the middle of the last dance, it just cuts to you like dancing on your. Yeah, totally. You even got a credit in the end. I was like, oh my god, I didn't know she was in the room. No wonder she didn't want to see. She was like, I don't want people to know. (laughs) I can't acknowledge it. Um, No, but I mean, I stand corrected because I I had the Facebooks while I was out of the country, and everybody likes it. So, what did you guys think? I was pleasantly surprised. Granted, again, we, we keep going back to the fact that I have Alzheimer's and or ADHD, possibly both. And so I don't remember the first one extraordinarily well. I mean, I remember, like, the basic story. And I mean, I, there's really, like, not that much to remember. It's pretty right. simple. And I've seen the Broadway version of it. So, <laughs> I know. So. That's even a step above me. Well, you know. So we saw this version, and I... I'm pleasantly surprised because I have that capacity of not remembering what happened in the original. So I'm like, what's going to happen? Is he going to get up and make a speech? And then we did like the big dance. I'm like, oh, look, it's the big dance. I kind of remember this now. Except it's all hip hoppy, right? Not it, it, that. They have led you astray in those previews because, yeah, it looks like it's going to be all like dance battle. It's not dance it's battle. The, like the music's going to be all presidential. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a blue moon, it is a little bit presidentially, but most of the time, all European and like scared of presidential. <laughs> That's why you know. Well, it takes place in the South, and so you know they got lots of presidential people Dude. down there, so it works out. Roger Ebert mistakenly was like, uh, "This movie takes place in Tennessee," and it's like, actually, it's Georgia. Georgia. What's wrong with you? He's, well, lots of loaded. He questions. didn't like it at all, very much. He actually—the funniest thing that he said about it that I thought was when he was like, "This movie is so close to the original. I just—I almost considered just rerunning my 1984 review, which I thought was really—he hated it when it first came out. You know, what would be incredibly interesting if you ran them both side by side at the same time. I hear they're really, really similar. They are, and I think that well. Well, it's so similar that the same writer gets a credit yeah. with the new writer. Oh, yeah. wow! And okay. I can't decide if a lot of the choices they made were like an homage to the original, or that they were just so scared of fucking it up that they were like, "Let's just make this as close to the original as possible." Well, the thing is, is that I think that the uh, I don't think you can call it Footloose if you change anything because it's already such a. It was never really that strong to begin with. I really liked the movie, but. I don't think that it's anything that damn special. It's like a bunch of people and the old people don't like dancing, but the kids like dancing. So then they turn their Bible on them and then they get to dance. And that's really all it is. Although, major improvement, Julianne Huff. I really liked her. I liked her a lot. I liked her a lot as well. Of course you do. Oh my gosh. She and that Ryan Seacrest. Can you imagine them together having sex? No. Um... (laughs) I mean, just think about it. They seem like two little Energizer bunny elves to me. Well, I don't know about that. I don't that. think they're... Oh, Back or... Back to <laughs> Or their brother and sister. That could be. That would dare cup. Let's talk about that. 
The what? He's not in it. Derek Huff, but still, Julianne's brother. Oh, is he? Huh? He's not in it, but okay. you said brother. So I was like, ooh, Derek Huff. Ew. <laughs> so the big, the big differences, I guess, is in this new one, they kind of give more of a reason why dancing is not allowed in the town. They explain it. Better. Like in the first one, you're just like, okay, they're just really old and they don't like dancing. Right. But in this one, a bunch of kids get into an accident after leaving a dance. And Isn't so... It? No, that's in, the first, that's in the original, honey. I think it is. Yeah. I, I remember they, that. I think they make it more visually Blade explicit. Yes. Well, they didn't show the dance or the people in the first one, did they? I don't no, think they so. showed them getting. No, in, no but don't they? Is they it, allude. Yeah, to the it. accidents implied. Well, this one, this new one is so like crazy because they have like the fun dance at the beginning. They have the actual Kenny Loggins footless song at the beginning, hmm. and then they get into a crash, and you're just like, wah, wah. and then you see what's his face speaking to the congregation about his dead son, and I swear to God, I almost cried. Like I'm like five minutes into Footloose, and I'm like, I'm gonna crash. Wow, so Dennis, Dennis Quaid was good. Dennis yeah. Quaid gets Dennis really Quaid. churchy throughout the movie. Right. Well, that's kind of his job. I like John Lithgow better. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love John Lithgow too. The, I, in my opinion, the only thing that really makes the original one extraordinary is that the the music i mean is obviously great but the performances are spectacular there's not a weak link in the cast in the original one so it's like the the thing about the thing that's most interesting about that's the story is that you know john lithgow is like not really that bad a guy yeah you know like and so they don't they don't until he slaps his daughter well, yeah, but you know. Well, you know. None of us are that parents, happens. but, you know, I could fuck, I could understand one to punch a fucking kid in the face. Seriously, like, don't let me think about it. Stop dancing. When she's <laughs> already been punched in the face? Like, hey, you need that other black guy so you're even. Bam! Right, it's like, he obviously told you once and you didn't listen, so. Did, just, you, just... did you listen as a teenager? Were you a listener? <laughs> were you a dancer, Gray? I love dance. I'm not. I feel like I'm not a good dancer, but I'm an enthusiastic dancer. I think we need to have a little more wine and get up after this and do a Dancing with the Stars DVD, dance. which I have and have not yet done. Let's not. <laughs> is it a dancer size? Tape I think it is. I think so. I think there's more dancing in this movie, though. I think there is as well. There's way more dancing in the first one. The um, the two leads are more dancers than actors. Mm. Like Kevin Bacon's definitely well, yeah. Kevin Bacon's definitely a better actor oh, for sure. than the new guy. But yeah. the new guy's a much better dancer than Kevin Bacon. Interesting. Do they still have the warehouse scene? Yes, yeah, which is my favorite from the. Original. In the new one, the guy works in a cotton gin, and so uh, <laughs> like on the Sunday, I guess when the cotton gin is open, he just like drives up there and just gets angry. He has a lot of suit news. He's like, he goes like, leap, leap, backflip, suit new, suit new, suit new, suit new. And I was like, ooh, those are pretty suit news. Just kind of watching. And they talk about that. The, I could think about it. They talk about his gymnastics background in, in the new one so that all mm. those gymnastics moves he randomly does in the warehouse actually makes sense. What are you doing? I'm Shane? trying to spell suit new. I can spell Shanae. I, I, I don't know why I can't spell suit all of a sudden. What, what word is that dance from? I've never heard that word before in my life. Um, a suit new is, um, do you know what a schnee turn is? A schnee turn is when you stand on the balls of your feet and like it's like open close, open close. Okay. A suit new is when one leg just kind of almost crisscrosses in front of the other one and you turn around. Right. And people do it really fast. It almost looks like they're Russian dancers where they're kind of leaping in the middle like, suit new, suit new, suit new, suit new, jump, jump, <laughs> turn, turn. Is it, yeah. is, is, it a, is it a ballet term? Yes. Okay. That's why I don't know what it is. I did ballet for a long time. 
I saw a cardio bar I tag on your keys. I love cardio bar. I do too. Nobody wants to go with me. Where do you go? I go to Bar Method though. Where? We're, we're competing studios. I'll go with you. I go in Burbank. <laughs> I'll go with you. That'll be fun to watch. Yes! <laughs> I just got really excited for a second. Okay, podcast done. We're going to go work Hello, out. Bye. Suit okay. new. So I. <laughs> I the, the, the character I most emphasize with in the two footlooses emphasized. The, yeah. Okay. Is the same character. It's the the Chris Penn character in the first one. I thought oh. of you the whole time. I was like this guy Willard. It's like I'm glimpsing into Justin's past, and I see him in high school because mm-hmm. here he is. Okay. I mean that in a nice way. That's so, he's such a cutie boy. This guy's right. country accent, and he's not very good at dancing. Yeah, and he's, like, really funny, and obviously everybody loves him, but then, you know, he just needs to kind of be shown how. I keep I keep trying to ask you if you'll let me give you dance lessons. When this new one, he gets it's dance like lessons hell. from a bunch of, like, little four-year-old girls while their, their Barbie collection is watching. I laughed the whole time. I laughed for, like, ten minutes That's solid. Cute. It's, like, all the little all sisters, right. and they just are, like, bopping out, and everyone's teasing them off to the side, like... Move like they do. Just do what the little girls do. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he tries. <laughs> what was that movie that when uh, Nicole Kidman's son died with Aaron Eckhart? Uh, Rabbit Hole. Rabbit. Did you see Rabbit Hole? I blocked it from. I don't know movie. why we're segueing into this, but okay. No, that's where he's from. the The kid that played Willard in the new Footloose oh, is the kid. Uh. The kid that hit Nicole Kidman's kid. You remember? Yeah. And she, oh shit. She spent the whole movie like. Being sad? Yeah, um, you know, don't feel bad. It, you know, it wasn't blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that happens <laughs> your when fault? your kid dies. God. Are you guys ready for another Christmas season already? No. <laughs> it's going to get intense. I can't handle it. Do you know what? I I've, I've, I've an entirely new outlook on this now because I, I've, I've been, I've, it's hard to believe that I've been doing this for, to, for 10 months where I have to see everything. Mm-hmm. Like I no longer have free will at the movies. <laughs> like I have to see You everything. will see it! And so... Uh, this was a reprieve this week because I got to miss both Footloose and The Thing remake. Well, um, Who picked up your slack? Uh, William Bibiani from Crave. Oh. He did it for me. It's a great name, by the way. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Bibbs is real hard to sit with in movie theaters. Uh-huh. Um, he's so smart, and I feel like the weight of his brain like really <laughs> just is heavy on the rest of his body. Because you sit next to him in a movie theater, and he just goes... <sighs> He sighs all the time. And it's like, really, Bibbs? Really? Do you think you could just hold that in a little bit or just take deeper breaths? Temporary. I don't know. Temporary. He just can't. Um, but anyway, very good reviews <laughs> to replace me. And my co-critic on the site was like, you have not known Busy until you see December as a movie critic. And awesome. I was like, oh, Jesus. I, I pretty much am like, I can't go anywhere. I no. can't even travel. <laughs> no, you're going to be here doing movies all the time with a gun to your head. Oh, I have to go see all these great movies for free, man. Before anyone else. Before anyone else. Wow. What a hard life you must lead. It really is tough. It's like, oh, God, Stephen Ray is forcing me to drink Jameson with him. Oh, <laughs> oh no. He's talking about James Joyce and working with Samuel Beckett. Boo. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I bought the same scarf as Manny from Scarface. Boo. <laughs> We're twins. That means nothing to me because I haven't seen Scarface. Google that shit because Stephen Bauer, like, I haven't seen Scarface in forever. We just talked about Stephen Bauer a few weeks ago. Really? Stephen Bauer star- was the co-starring um, cop in Gleaming the Cube. The cult, oh. the, the cult 
classic with Christian Slater. Oh my god, that's right. And uh, holy shit, I had this story for Chris. Like when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Gleaming the Cube and Rad and all those movies mm-hmm. that involved extreme extreme sports of any kind. Right. And so, like six years ago, I was at one of those really sad like actors like signing their autograph conventions, and yes. Stephen Bauer was there. And I'm sure people were, like, wanting to talk about Scarface. But I was like, I really want to go talk about Gleaming <laughs> the Cube with him. Yes. I love it. That's like going up to Leonardo DiCaprio and being like, let's talk about Critters 3. <laughs> What's eating Gilbert Grape when you were up in that tree? That was great. No, that's different. He was actually critically acclaimed for that. Critters 3 is more appropriate <laughs> in this analogy. What's wrong with Critters 3? Apparently nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Lover's you're Stephen Bauer lover as well. Yes, and you know what's funny is that he wears these glasses that he has... I guess he is almost blind. And he wears... When he's not wearing contacts, he wears his glasses that, like, magnify his eyes. So he looks like a real Poindexter. Wait. Um, no, he, was, he was there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Did you talk about Gleaming the Cube? I didn't, and I fucking should have. Um, but you know what's great is that when you sit down to dinner with him, he'll just, like, randomly bust out with stuff like... Man, when I was married to Melanie Griffith, and, he's like, and I was like, what? When were you married to Melanie Griffith? And he was like, eh, between the Don Johnsons. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's what? awesome. He was married to Melanie Griffith. It was great. I was like, have another Johnny Walker Black label and tell me about asking her to marry you. Like, that is amazing. <laughs> Back when she um, looked like Melanie Griffith. But he'll, like, blink at you with these huge magnified eyes. And, oh, it's so funny. And you're like, this is Manny from Scarface. Google it. I will. Because when you see it on YouTube, you'll be like, Jesus Christ. He's, like, it's redonkulous. I like that word, by the way. Redonkulous was a good choice. And that's exactly how to describe him when he was in Scarface. It was, it's shocking. All right, then. Anyway. Go to self. So today's Sunday. At what point are you going to go see the new Footloose? I do not know, but I... You've got to go see it. I think she might wait till DVD. DVD? No, no. I'll see it in the theater. Here's, Here's what it hinges on. I have to see it with someone because it's like a shared experience where you're going to be like, this is fun. We're having fun now. I'm not going to go by myself. Um, so I just need to find the right person to see it. I'll see it with you. I actually have a really, I have a light week this week. Bar method at a movie. Well, there was a couple points where I was like, I kind of want to go dance in the front of the theater. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay. (laughs) I didn't tell you this. I was saving it for the podcast, but at one point, not in the bathroom, on my way to the bathroom, I was like, I'm not going to pee. So I got up, and of course, I have the worst timing in the world, right before the, the big old dance break in the cotton gin scene. <gasps> and I go out by myself, and I look both ways, and I see that no one's about, and I'm like, I'm totally going to suit new this up. <laughs> so, like, I'm doing, like... <laughs> Still don't understand what I'm doing, is. like, okay. tombe pas de beret leaps, and, like, doing wow. total... Yeah, I was going a little nuts, actually. And I was doing, like, tuck jumps, and then I did, like, a tuck jump spin, and I ended up in the bathroom. I didn't tell you all this. And I was like, I'm getting footloose right now. And I peed, and I came out, and I, like, slammed open the door, and I almost hit this presidential man who was right there on my right. Oh, my God. And he was so inconspicuous. I was like, I think he's been there the whole time. And he probably saw me like an idiot dancing my heart out on my new haircut like an idiot before going back in. Yeah. You definitely made his day. I, did, I hope so. Did you wonder where the hell she was for the obviously the fifteen minutes that she was? Done? She missed the whole first part of the him getting mad in the cotton gin scene. She comes back, she sits down. And I was like, 
you picked the worst scene to go to the bathroom. The worst timing in the world. Nice. I was like, it's cool. So supportive. I wasn't dancing or anything. Well, they, they have that one website where you can go to and you can see the best P points for each movie. Yes. That's yes. awesome. I just thought if, if a slow, like, slow scene starts in the movie, I'm always like, all right. I'm going to pee right now. It's like seat guru, except for movies. I hate leaving movies so much, though. I hate it. Yeah. And so I always like try to Hold time it. out my water drinking because I just, <laughs> I hate leaving so much. I can't, because I can never tell if it's going to be a good moment to leave or not. Well, something tells me you have the bladder of a normal person, as opposed to us who have the bladders of 65-year-old pregnant women, respectively. <laughs> Really? Oh, yeah. It's like a science, man. I don't even want to miss the actual trailers before the movie. So I like yeah, you do. pick like five minutes before the trailers start and then I get used to the bathroom. And, right. and you're you're like, a, like a, a good student, you know, where the teacher's like, make sure we go to the bathroom before we get on the bus because you'll go like three times right before the movie starts. I'm like, didn't you just go? And you're like, I gotta try to go again. And then you go again just so That's you don't funny. miss anything. I like that commitment though to cinema. Yeah. He's I, definitely committed. I actually think I have a bladder the size of a basketball. My science teacher in Whoa. sixth grade, Ms. Haynes, told me that. Really? Just because I can get, if I'm like committed to it. How I did she know this so well? She, I know forever. <laughs> she was weird, she weird watching lesbian. She was a weird lesbian. And she was like. And also a pedophile. Well, and we, she <laughs> was like, well, no, she, she, because uh, she was, it was really hard to get bathroom passes in our school. <laughs> And so, at, what would happen is this trained the children, right, to never go to the bathroom. So, and we also were kids, so we didn't really drink anything, because we would drink, like, something when we got up, we'd drink soda at lunch, and then nothing else, so we were pretty dehydrated. (laughs) And so, we didn't go to the bathroom, and she was like, I don't understand you kids, how do you not go to the bathroom all day? You have the bladder the size of basketball, especially you, Drake. Like that. And you took this to heart, evidently. I remember it still. I mean, that was sixth grade, and I'm like a million years old now, so, um... (laughs) No, but, you know, this happened when we were in Romania because we were walking around and I didn't, I, we were with a huge group, which is always annoying, you know, because we were like trying to see some sights and we're trying to be efficient. And I was like, uh-oh, I have to go to the bathroom. And I didn't want to stop everybody because everyone was busy, like, bump, you know, poking in the stores or whatever. And I wanted to hang out with Stephen Bauer as much as possible and be like, tell me more about Melanie Griffith. And... Then I realized that, like, two hours had gone by, and it was to the point where we were trying to decide where to eat, and as a group, someone would always say no to the place that we went into, and every single time I'd be like, this is it, I can finally go to the bathroom, and and someone would say no, and we would have to go back outside, and I was just like, I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die here in Transylvania. Like, it was really, really bad. I'm so glad that you said the the think you're going to die line, because I can't tell you... How many times? I can't even say like over the course of my life, like over the past week that I've had to go pee so badly that I'm walking like a duck. And I'm what like, are you talking I'm about? Die. I'm gonna die if I don't get to Do go. Do you know right why now. this is? Here's the thing. This is I I believe that women generally will postpone their needs as long as humanly possible. Tell me if this is true for you. We'll postpone what we need as long as possible. We'll let things distract us. We'll let people ask us for stuff. And so by the time that we have officially decided that it has to happen, you couldn't stop us. We are a freight train towards whatever we're doing. It's almost too late. This happened yesterday. My friend dropped me off, and I was sitting there in the car, and she was trying to tell me a story. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. 
yeah. dancing in my chair listening to her and I didn't want to tell her stop your story because I have to go pee because I wanted to like hear her out and be right. her friend you weren't impolite yeah. yeah exactly and then I'm duck walking all the way back upstairs I mean truly like full on duck walking and then like I get upstairs and I like bang on the door and Justin goes to open it and then I, in the meantime I realize that the door is open and I'm so excited because it means I don't have to wait for him to walk all five feet to open the door for me <laughs> and I open the door with like a flourish and he's like hey what's going before he could finish his sentence I'm like I got it <laughs> and I ran to the bathroom as fast total freight train yep. as fast as I could exactly and you're like what's her fucking problem and it's like you can't it's it's too late already. You can't ask her to stop. Nope. Done and done. This is what happens. Do you want me to pee my pants? Don't think so. Well, thanks for joining us on So I Married a Urology Geek. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about peeing for two minutes. Knew. So I have a bladder problem. <laughs> this wow. is why we're, we all have, like, kidney stones and shit. This is why we're drinking wine I, right now. I had a kidney stone in college. <laughs> Don't, really? don't screw around with that. That hurts. That explains maybe why you have what you have now. Well, they say iced tea. If you drink a lot of iced tea, it causes kidney stones. And I'm from the oh. south where we like oh, mainline sweet, sweet tea into our veins. Right. So. Celestial. But you have IC, which is a, a pretty significant bladder condition. So it's funny that you're making fun of us. <laughs> Thanks for outing, outing me on this podcast. Hey. <laughs> It's normal. Guys, I got a bladder condition. It happens. I feel like a 60-year-old, and Chrissy just added me. It's true. But we still love you. See? Kidney stones. What does this have to do with me? Absolutely nothing. Let's talk about Ryan Gosling. So. You know who has kidney stones? Who? Ryan Gosling. Does he? I, I love Sexy, anyway. sexy kidney stones. <laughs> sexy stones. Oh, my So, um, two weeks ago, Chrissy and I went to a, um early screening of the Ides of March. Nice. And afterwards, there was a Q&A with um, one of the producers and George Clooney. George Clooney. He was like 15 feet away from us. Really? So we were like caught. How did you guys control it? We were caught in his Clooney like. Tractor beam. Tractor beam. And. um, Let me explain something. (laughs) I've always liked George Clooney. I mean, he's a great guy. Obviously, he seems very gregarious, and he's open and funny and witty. So everybody's like, yeah, whatever, cool, George Clooney. But some people are really obsessed with him. I didn't get it until this Q&A. When we're in the second or third row on the right-hand side, house right, and he kept what answering... Uh, Writer's Guild Theater. Okay. Yeah. No, no, it was not. Oh, no, Pacific Pacific Design Design Center. Okay. And he kept answering questions for the two people in front of me who kept, like, asking things. Who cares? Bad moderator. I don't even care, right? Oh, I can't stand that. And looking in Chrissy's general direction. Yeah, yeah. So, like, let's assume that you and Justin closed in on me for a second, like you were in the row in front of me. I swear to God, I was like this. (laughs) <laughs> between them and behind crazy the entire, oh total crazy and crazy googly ass too and the whole time I'm like am I standing up straight I'm like okay is this good is this good you like this okay I'm so gonna stay here great did you see Eyes of March before you left yes okay I did so I loved him Eyes of March has Gosling Clooney together in head one to film head. so the main thing we need to discuss now is Clooney v Gosling Who's the hottest? I'll let you guys go through this first and then have my rebuttal. Go ahead. I want to hear from you, Gray. Are you a more Clooney fan at this point in time or a Gosling fan? I'm Camp Clooney. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Ryan Gosling, no matter how good he is at leaning on things 
and looking, you know, deeply into people's eyes. And that scene in Drive where he kisses Carrie Mulligan is awesome. I get it. Like, I totally get it. But I can't get past his crazy eyes. He has, like, a little bit of lazy eye. Sometimes it almost seems like when he's thinking really hard, one of his eyes goes wonky, and it drives me bonkers. I can't, I'm like, if I was actually, if I had the fortune of standing in front of Ryan Gosling, I wouldn't know where to look because of that goddamn eye. Honey, I can help you with that. (laughs) Just look at his package. So So, so you dry up when you look at the eyes. Wow. And... (laughs) Clooney, my argument for Clooney, is that Clooney is the classiest movie star that we have today. He's, he's got he's got everything. Like he's not really he's not really involved in a lot of scandal. He doesn't you know he he makes sure to do nice things for his Italian neighbors. He looks amazing <laughs> in suits. He I also really like his career trajectory where he's in. Interesting movies all the time. They're not all great, but he's. It seems like his movie choices are specifically based on allowing him to make projects that he cares about as a director, which I think is really cool. And there's really nobody out there that is just as much of a class actor as him. Not even Ryan Gosling, who I think is a great actor. Hmm. Rebuttal. So you're saying if Gosling and Clooney were on your bed. The boyfriend's... Oh my god, I almost the, had a seizure. The boyfriend, <laughs> your, your boyfriend's like, sure, gay, whatever. As Prince is watching over them. Yes. Which you, would, you say you would kick Gosling out of the bed. I think if I had to. You have to kick one. I would, I would kick Gosling. <gasps> I just had a heart attack. <laughs> I don't think I can function. I know. Okay. Even as a heterosexual guy, I'm like, cleaning Gosling in the bed. Hey, I mean... I feel if like... you got to go gay, can't you, you know, <laughs> it's about as good of a twist well, yeah. as you can have. Oh That's true. God. That's entirely true. No, I, I think I feel like I would kick Gosling out. And I... This is great that we had, because when we said that we were going to talk about Clooney v. Gosling, I was afraid that we were going to have two, uh, you know, females on the same side. But we definitely have one on each side. So Chrissy... What is your rebuttal for for Clooney v. Gosling? What is your incorrect argument? A. (laughs) I've been chugging my wine during this. Try to keep quiet. You've gone through two glasses now. You need to And you weigh 90 pounds soaking wet, so... (laughs) That's totally a lie, but I love you for saying it. Okay. Um... I need to first out myself for a moment. I know a lot of people will love Ryan Gosling because they were like... He was in the notebook, and he was that dreamy. I'm like, fuck the notebook. I like the notebook, don't, but don't get me wrong. Like, that's not why I love Ryan Gosling. Yeah. I fell in love with Ryan Gosling, honestly, when I saw Drive. And I was like, okay, I'm done. That's it for me. He's my new Leonardo DiCaprio, because God knows how far down that rabbit hole goes for me. Anyway. Symbolism. A little bit. So, we saw Ides of March, and granted, Gosling wasn't even at the Q&A. Clooney was, which gave me far more reason to fall in love with the charm that is George Clooney. Uh-uh. Let's talk about this for a second. First of all, not only does Gosling make incredible choices as an actor, as you true. kind of have said, you know. I mean, he went from The Notebook, which, again, I like, but still, The Notebook, to, you know, doing Half Nelson, to doing a whole bunch of other varied roles that aren't the pretty boy type he can necessarily. Do he really can. Um, 
beyond that, as far as he goes as a person, he's a feminist. Who knew? Apparently in Blue Valentine, there's, and I've seen this, but I forgot, there's a scene where Michelle Williams receives some pleasure, shall we say, from the Goss. And they were going to uh, make the movie NC-17. So basically, Ryan Gosling got on a little high horse about it. He's like, why is it that we can see women be marginalized, we can see them beat up or otherwise victimized, but we can't see them receiving pleasure in a movie? That's not right. And they went, you're right, Gosling. And they all scared, stared googly-eyed at him and made it an right. R-rated film. like, Baby Goose, I love you. I love Baby Goose, right? Um, I don't know if George Clooney reads his own internet uh, memes, but does he sit there and go, hey, girl, and read things online? No, he doesn't. I hope not, because that would make him sound like a fag if well, he was like, hey, girl. <laughs> What are you up to? And Gosling's fabulous. Um, He has a dog named George who's a rescue mutt, and he has a mohawk in the back of him, and he puts a sock on his back foot because he has heat spots, and he brings them on Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that's really cute. Um, He speaks incredibly highly of all the women in his life. His mother, his sister, his ex-two girlfriends, who he says has, quote, ruined him for future relationships Uh because Sandra Bullock and and Rachel uh, McAdams were just that great. Uh Uh-oh. And then, so no, we've established he's we a, know a great actor. Means. He's beautiful. He says wonderful things about women in general. He seems to be somewhat of a feminist. He's got a rescue dog. I mean, like, I'm sorry. What, am I missing something? Also, did we see Crazy Stupid Love? Because did you see the naked body scene? Throw the rest of the things out and just go with that and be like, you win. Wasn't that CGI though? Is no. That was one of my. It's one of my favorite lines in a movie this year. I think is when Emma Stone is like, that looks Photoshop. It's like you're Photoshop. That's so funny. I know. He's no. These are all good reasons, but I think you really are missing a huge, a huge uh, like red flag here. You tell. Um, you say he's a feminist and that. Uh, there are women that have ruined him for all women. This means that he's gay. None of this matters. Um, excuse me. We could say the same about George Clooney, who has a beard for a girlfriend as we speak. And by the way, was de- definitely gesticulating a lot a la Fegele at the Q&A. And I was like, is he a Fegele? And I think he might be. Whoa, guys. No, he's just totally... No, this is... We're, it's immaterial. They're both homo. Maybe they're homos for each other. Oh, my God. I watched that. I would watch. I would. That go down. I would try desperately to insert myself into the movie. You can stop him from being gold star gays. I just want to play basketball. Sister, with that's him. my sister's <laughs> thing, not mine. Your sister does that. She, yeah, she's always like, "You're not gay. I'm going to prove it." Right? <laughs> that's a girl. That's a mistake. Let me tell you. That Somebody's said, always been there at some time. But me. with this particular matchup, I'd be willing to to try to like leap in there and and hope for the best. Right, or at least at the very least, cheer them on. Yes. But, no, no. I see all your points. I think you have excellent points. Um, I think you do, too. And I, I, it's, it's a really close race, I think, just because they're both... If, if we're basing this... I mean, all of the things that we're basing this on, they're really, to me, neck and neck. Like, I've never really heard Clooney go on and on about feminism, so that seems to be very different. But, like... <laughs> he's just so charming. Right, but it's like, it's like acting choices, projects, right? Um, extracurriculars, like what they're doing outside of that. Mm-hmm. Then you've got just plain looks. And then, you know, just those... I'm, I, I really feel like they're almost even. I think you don't... I kind of like slightly older guys. I, I agree. But I think we do ourselves a disservice here. If we tried to put Ryan Gosling as the new Clooney, like as if Clooney's handing the torch off to Ryan Gosling, and although it seems that way in Eyes of March, and I'm not just saying this because I love myself some Leo, I'm saying I feel like he's more like in that vein, like he's going off the Leo path 
of taking interesting roles and being kind of like a private person and caring about something outside of filmmaking the way that Leo cares about the environment and stuff like that. Like, I feel like Ryan's taking more of that path than, than the Clooney path. So it almost is a disservice to compare the two. I don't know. I mean, Clooney's pretty passionate about, you know, Darfur and human rights. And True. Shit. So, I mean, that, that, that seems kind of, that seems like a counterpoint to that. I agree, um, actually. And... I think I, I think Clooney is I don't know I mean I don't I feel like I didn't know about Clooney for as long as we will have known about Gosling just because he started so much younger but I don't know I I feel like they're really super similar and I think also I like the fact that Clooney when you look at the the projects he's directed I think that he makes such interesting movies that nobody I actually was quoted saying this on MSNBC <laughs> thank god I'm excited was that oh, I remember Steve reading this was that I think that he's making movies about things that he wants people to know about that they wouldn't really otherwise and I like that because it's like he's a really super talented director who's obviously really good with actors and He's making movies. I have no idea how he keeps getting to make these movies because it's like good night and good luck. Like who who Which said yes? It's amazing. Well, he talked about that in the Q and A. He was he like, did. as long as I have this, you know, stardom, stardom, I might as well use that cachet to make movies that I want to make. I love that. So it's like instead of the one for them, one for me, it's like one for me, one for me, one for me until. You know, they stop me and say, okay, you got to make one for for us as well. So, Great. Right. You make a formidable argument. Really, you do. I thank you. I, and I, I can't you're really... you're still wrong, Gray. No, no. I'm actually not but... going to say that. <laughs> Swear to God. I was going to say, I oh, stop. Oh, my God. No, no. Ouch. Chrissy, your nails. Jesus. They're so long. Oh, my God. Your hair. It's so shiny. It's blinding me. <laughs> I love you. I can't even continue. I was going to say... I can't call this because technically I'm not the referee. I think that job goes to Justin in this mm. he's, oh. he's like on PTI, you're reality right now. No, no, I think But that, I, think I was going to have... say, I don't even care who wins this argument because frankly, we're on opposite sides. So that means you can have George Clooney. And you can have Ryan. And we are good to go. Five. And then I get Julian Huff. High five. High five. That. No, okay, let's talk about Ides of March. Okay. What did you give Ides of March at movies.com? How many... Uh... I feel like I gave it either a 3.5 or a 4. I really liked it. Okay. Um, I don't think it was perfect. Here's no. here's my only problem with mm-hmm. Ides of March. I know I said this on CNN because I was really excited. I got to give crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you give, the, you give the Gosling crazy eyes? Yeah, because here's my problem with that movie. My problem with that movie is that for the last 20 minutes of the film, I feel like it's just, like, the dolly grips were really earning their pay, because it's just long, silent shots of people staring each other down. You're right. And I feel like it's a little heavy-handed, and George Clooney's a better director than that. Now, I give them credit for not over-talking the scenes, and, like, putting stupid dialogue in there that just expresses what should be going on in their faces. But it was too much of a repeat of the same thing over and over, in my memory, at least. No, you're right. It was like one long Mexican standoff. Right. And so I'm like, eh. And then I, I love the last shot of the film, which I won't spoil, but I, I liked it. Not as much as Chrissy. I don't remember what it was. It was a Gossing's face. Oh, yes. I do love that. Thank you. <laughs> it's just that I, I think it was a little ham-fisted. Towards the end. Yeah. My only complaint. I, I mean, because I... Politics. 
sorry. We went to talking about Ryan Gosling. Alcohol. And then and then all of a sudden she was like, I love this hand fist to drop. And in my head, I'm thinking about Ryan Gosling and I thought of something entirely different. What? I'm so sorry. Ray, I, I know you're in a relationship as well and you live with your boyfriend. But yes. has he ever become so obsessed with a, you know, like an actress or whatever that you're like, okay, I get it. You love her. You love her. You love her. Let's get over that. Move on. No, Steve actually is not. He he's very. He plays it very close to the best. Okay. If he feels that way about someone, I don't know. Um, we also, I don't really. You don't go crazy. I don't go crazy. Like <laughs> you don't make only, him jealous. Like the yeah, only, me and Clooney. <laughs> if this doesn't work out between us, <laughs> the only time that I start to behave questionably is when I'm quote performing um, and I'll, I'll say things like well I'll go like it's like this is I never think about what it's like to be him I'm just gonna say that cause I like I'm reviewing the help and I was like my boyfriend totally cried during this movie I like tell the fucking world you said that on CNN I did oh I my told God, you well I cleared it I would have said it so too I, I totally get it I was just being my husband has a urinary disorder <laughs> <laughs> is is that I also the other day when I was reviewing Drive and I was like the Frederica was like what did you think of this and I was like girl I got all ghetto because she's half presidential and I was like and I was like girl I have never seen a movie made me want to be a steering wheel so bad <laughs> and she was like ooh and then, and so I never think about what it's like to be Steve because he's he like the nation knows now that I want Ryan Gosling's hands on my body and oops, <laughs> just oops. I'm laughing so hard I can't talk. You're you're in Chrissy's wheelhouse. As we, as we yeah, I feel like you and I could be besties. Sorry, Kimbo, move aside. Well, Step yeah. Step back, Asian. <laughs> we, we've She's watched, mine. We've watched Drive three times already. Exactly. That's how much we love it. It's so good. <laughs> and we keep listening to the soundtrack of our... And here's the funny thing, and it's universal. I think that we both feel like we could be the driver whenever we listen to the soundtrack. Like, I've seen Justin when I know he's listening to it, because... All right, we both take the same route to work, but we drive in two cars. So I'll see him in his, in his little Honda, and, like, I'm in my SUV, and I kind of look at him, and I'm like, what's up? And and I know he's listening to the drive subject when he's like, whatever. And it goes, hi, <laughs> from the green light. I'm like, he's totally listening to the drive If you don't have the, gr- the drive right soundtrack, I can, I can burn it for you so you can, you know, on your, like, morning drive to get some coffee or something, you can pretend that you're also going to kill someone. Or here's the, here's the, well, no, here's the question. Did you buy... The hard copy of the CD. We bought it on, Am- on Amazon. Excuse me. iTunes. Okay. iTunes. Now, does that mean that you, as, as my memory serves, does that mean you're missing the key four songs? Because I don't believe those are available online. Are you talking about um, You're song? a Real Human Being, a.k.a. A Real Hero, versus the nighttime caller where they broom up the card and... Well, Kavinsky's Night Call is the best on the album. That's yeah. number one. And then there's the song like musical theater. There's the there's the score, yeah. which is awesome. Right. But then there are the four tracks. They're on there. Yeah. They are on yeah. iTunes? We'll burn, we'll yeah. burn it for you. Okay. It's on. I burned it for a friend, and I can tell when he's listening to it, too, because we'll be in the car on the way home from work, and I can see him with his little freaking aviator glasses on, and he's like this. <laughs> he looks at me, and he goes... I have an important thing to tell you guys. What? You know you can buy his jacket now. 
it's not a, it's, it's not available till November. How did you know that? You can order it now for like 160 bucks, I think, and you'll it's get just November. 130. Well, but guess what? I wanted to be for Halloween. My birthday is coming in two and a half weeks, and I think for my <laughs> birthday, you should get yourself that jacket. Well, this is. I actually, I was on a, on the phone, or I was chatting with someone, and I was like this close to buying it, and I was like, is it like a dude's jacket? Like, uh-huh. can I not buy it? You could buy it. I want one for myself. Because I feel like it's such a great fucking jacket. I want it. I just love the fact in the movie that, like, it keeps getting bloodier, but you won't <laughs> take it off. And, like, the jacket is such a huge part of the movie because they barely speak. Yeah. The music is a huge... I mean... It's not a talky-talk film. It's not at all. And um, Ron Perlman told the best story at Comic-Con about it. Um, first of all, one of the most entertaining panels of all time. And... Because Nicholas Winding Refn is... So interesting. And he failed his drive test eight times, by yeah. the way. And he... <laughs> Ironic. so amazing. So hang out with him. <laughs> he's talking... His wife, by the way, FYI, his wife thinks Bronson is boring. What? That's what I said. I was like, that oh, did, did, did say that again? And he was like, mm, she's not... She thinks it's kind of a boring movie. And I was like, your wife is fucking hardcore. Because <laughs> that's, like, insane. So, Ron Perlman was like I'm talking I'm I want the part of Nino. I'm talking to Nicholas and Nicholas at the time the character wasn't that fleshed out and he was like and Nicholas goes Ron who is a Nino? And Ron goes, Well I was like a deer in headlights because I didn't know. <laughs> and so he said so I had a choice. I could either tell him the truth and say I don't know or I could lie and come up with some bullshit. He goes, but I didn't want to seem ignorant but on the other hand I didn't want to seem like I was bullshitting. So I sat there for an uncomfortably long period of time, and finally he's like, <laughs> I just gave up. And I looked at Nicholas and I go, All right, I don't know, but I guarantee that when you say action, some shit's gonna happen. Yes! <laughs> That's awesome! <laughs> and he got the part! And it's like, honesty is a what best a policy. Great way to get the part. Could I have gotten the part that Carrie Mulligan played by doing the same thing? I have her haircut now. Could I have done that? That would be great. See, Gray, um, Chrissy was very down on Carrie Mulligan in our Drive review. She thought she was the the, the, the weakest link. The weakest link of Drive. Not that I didn't like her. That's that's actually kind of um, you're, you're throwing me um, to the wolves here because I did like no really I did like her. However, I she feel thought like she was too simple. Too simple, and I know there wasn't much she was given with the part. I understand that, but she. I still wasn't as captivating as I felt like she could have been in that role. I think she I, just imagined herself in the part. That's probably true. <laughs> like you imagine yourself in the part. I have read reviews that are ang- also angry with Carrie Mulligan because she just like She's sits just and stares and pouts a lot. And it gives I, us faith. I get that. It's true. And, and I like her. I'm I'm fine with her. I'm a little bit leaning towards the negative side just because she took one look at my Tinkerbell costume at Comic Con and walked. Away. I have a friend in this. All right, fuck her. Do <laughs> you know? By She's the way, dead to me. I'm not going to name names. I'm just going to give you hints. Do you know who I met recently? Who was a childhood hero of mine as far as women are concerned, and who I met and was a total fucking bitch. Chrissy, calm down. No, I'm it's really not, mad. It's not Burn Bridges. I, no, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you who she is. I'm just going to say she wears angel wings really well. She has probably kissed Leonardo DiCaprio at some time or another. Really? Yeah. And I met her, and I was like, I'm so disappointed with you. And everybody oh. warned me. They're like, she's a bitch. And I was like, No, she's not. Does her and name does her name rhyme with stair fanes? She might have t- played Tinkerbell in an episode of Saturday Night Live. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
I was wow. really upset. You're out it's, of wine. It's tough. I know. You know, life has to be, it has to be difficult when you're, like, that hot. Do you know what I mean? I'm always She's scared. not that hot, by the way. I saw her in person. Her face leaves something to be desired. It's a little like they do good makeup on her. What? No, I'm not kidding, though. You saw, trust, trust a girl. You see her face and you're like, mmm, that's why you look so good because someone does your makeup and they do it exceptionally well. Hmm. Without it, not so much. Hmm. Back to Eyes of March. Well, why I liked not? it. What did, did so, you guys like it? Here, I liked it. And, and the only thing that I thought it was lacking was I thought the first act was spectacular. I thought the third act was pretty great. The second act, like the meat of the story, yeah, but that's I what, wanted more. That's where all the sexual, like, you know, crime started. But it's with Evan Rachel Wood, and Evan Rachel Wood is so womp womp to me. I, you know what? I wanted this movie to be all about Paul Giamatti and Philip, yes. Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman's character. Every That's time they true. came on, I was like, yes. They're great. Yes. Oh, what's it like to be that good an actor? Like, that's what I want to know. It's just every single time they're on screen, it's like, holy shit, you're like a national treasure. Well, let me tell you, because I'm that good of an actor. But to have a whole movie about <laughs> their, like, they were like the campaign heads for each side of the party right. would be amazing. Because every time they came on the screen, I was like, yes, more of this, more of this. Less of Marissa Tomei and whatever, like. So you're saying you would throw Ryan Gosling out of bed and George Clooney out of bed, but not Paul Giamatti. <laughs> That's what you really I'm not saying. saying I want to jump into bed with them. Excuse me. But I thought they were the best parts of the movie. I thought George Clooney... I mean, George Clooney's got like a... It's not even almost a supporting... It's like almost less than supporting in this movie. Right. And his his role didn't even exist in the play, which is based on... A, right. He, he was... Know. Yeah, it was very like... He... The world operated outside of him. He was a very passive character. So, yes. Um, the I hear that the movie's very different from the play in many ways, however. So, they've really amped it up. I was fine with it. Like, I liked the fact that it was a little bit... Uh, politics are fine, but I like them especially when sex gets involved. Me too. I'm always... I'm such, like, a hooker for that. Like, I just love it. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's talk more about blowjobs and less about the deficit. Yay! Because <laughs> um, it's easier. You can absorb it. You know? That I understand. The deficit, that's tough. Yeah. I don't math. Yeah, like I, wanted, I don't have I, to read a book to understand blowjobs. I wanted more blowjobs, more, <laughs> more meat, more meat, more blowjobs, more meat, more blowjobs in it the second act. More meat. You said more meat, more, more meat, blowjobs. Your husband wants more meat and more blowjobs. Well, what's uh, Evan Rachel Wood like? I don't like her. I'm sorry, I should have said that. I, I think, don't like her I in think general. Most females do not like her for some reason. I don't know what it is, and I, and I don't think it's because she's on Tipatik, which, by the way, she is. I think it's just because she has this je ne sais quoi in a bad way. She's from... She turns off other women. She grew up in North Carolina. That's fine. Good for her. What do you think of her? Um, do you watch True Blood? She's strong, which is great, but... I do watch True Blood. I like... She's so, she seems so, like... I don't know. I like True Blood. I, I was in, I'm in the minority on that. I oh, I love, loved her in True Blood. Good. But as an actress, altogether. As a person, I find her on Tipatik. What is that? What is okay. that word you keep saying? <laughs> Let me explain. It just registered that that wasn't the one you're actually using a word I don't know. No, no, truly. And I'll I'll be as absolutely brief as as possible about this. Um, My grandmother's from Paris and French, and so I grew up speaking a little bit of French. The reason I'm telling you this is because this is a hard word to translate into English. Oh. But I'll do the best I can. Um, Do you know what um, antipatico and simpatico mean? Right. Yes. Okay. 
Simpatico well, is like friendly and antipatico is Thank like, you. No. It's the exact same thing in French, okay. except the words are sympathique and antipathique. Okay. And e- even then, it's still hard to get, you can't get the exact... I get the you, general meaning. You though. get the gist. And thank you. Because Evan Rachel Wood, I find to be incredibly antipatico or antipatique. There's just something about her that is caustic. Puts you on edge. Yeah. Yes. As opposed to somebody like, oh, I don't know, off the top of my head, um, Reese Witherspoon, I feel like she's sympathique in pretty much every role she plays. Right, like she's your girlfriend. Yeah. Um, I think there's something about her that is like, I, I always go role to role with Evan Rachel Wood because I don't really, partic- I don't love her, but I think she is a good actress. I think that sometimes she really nails it and other times I'm like... You are so fucking annoying. Like there, it's 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 one or the other. She really swings. Did you see her as Vita, um, in, Kate Winslet's daughter in um, Oh in Mildred Pierce. Pierce? Thank you. I didn't. Uh, she was great. Yeah, you know, Merkin, whatever. But that right? <laughs> she totally did the Merkin. She worked it. But the point I'm trying to make is like I feel like that is more she than anyone else, and that is a very antipathetic character, and she played it so, so incredibly well. well. Mm. I don't trust her. <laughs> I don't either. I think for women, I think it... And I love that she just stirs emotions, whatever whatever kind of emotions it is. Right. Like, everybody's got an opinion. This is this is what I think is really interesting about like the way that people relate to each other. Because women women relate to women very differently than men relate to men. And yes. women and women are like, are you safe or not? Like, are you on my team or are you not? Because and yet there can still be mystery in that. Because like, I adore you. I'm just using this as an example, really truly. I would, like, entrust my life with you, and yet I know, like, if I were dead, I'd be cool if you ended up with Justin. I'd be <laughs> like, I'd be okay with it. But that's because we're on the same team, though. Yes. And so, for women, for me, it's it's really important that I feel like I'm around women who are on my team. And if I ever get that impression that it's a, it's a very, like, intangible thing, like, I can't really explain it, especially if I'm saying to, like, Steve... Like, I don't know, I just don't like her. He'll be like, Why? I'm like, I don't know. I can't really it's antipathique. I don't I don't I can't There's a there's a je ne sais quoi in a bad way. Right. Exactly. So it's like I don't some chicks just get my hackles up and she kind of has that. Like I feel like if I knew her in person that I would not want to be around. No, I would not be her friend. And it's especially it's a weird experience for me because I don't normally feel that way. Me too. Especially with women, I don't I'm normally just like I either love you or it's fine. Totally like you. It's fine that you exist. I, I'm so with you on this. Yeah. I'm like, so with you. And I met a girl like that on the plane coming back from Munich, which was weird. Really? Yeah. The minute she was talking to a friend, like my, one of my traveling companions. And I walked up and I was like, oh, that's a girl. And it turns out I was sitting next to her on the plane. And within the first 15 minutes of the flight, I was like, I don't like you. Like, it's weird I don't how want to be happens. around you. I, I have very few women, but the, the women um, of whom I do feel that way, I'm emphatic. So, I'm like, Wood. they are evil and I don't like them and something is wrong. Do you know what the end of the story is that's awesome? What? You made out with that girl. It was angry. <laughs> angry making it was out. Angry making out. Ugh. No, you know what was funny is that she left to go to the bathroom and was gone like a super long time, and I was like, just starting to realize that she was still gone and she comes back to the seat and she's like I'm moving and I was like what and we had an exit row and I was like who would willingly abandon an exit row are you insane I mean she was two inches tall but whatever 
and she turns to me and she has this huge mark oh. on right like right next to her eye and she goes I was walking down to the bathroom and I got hit with a tray like a tray flew out of the the flight attendant oh stand God. and hit her and so they moved her they bribed her with business class and she was like, so I'm moving to business class. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that, you know, you had to go through that just to get a good seat. Well, like, she's doing a coach. Well, I mean, Like, more room for me to stretch out. Well, she, no, no, no. She was, that was her seat. That was her assigned seat in coach. But then she got hit and they bribed her by right. moving her. And so I was like on the surface, like, I'm so sorry. That's such a, bu- oh my God. Oh, wow. that's terrible. And then she left and I was like, fuck yeah. And I put my notebook <laughs> down and I was like, woo. I was excited. Justin, how do you feel about having Rachel Wood? How do I feel about it? Because you've heard the girl's standpoint, so I'm curious about the male standpoint. Yeah, I could take your leave Yeah. Girlfriend of Marilyn Manson. I think that says a lot about a person. Oh, God. Yeah, I love Rose McGowan much more. And she was also his girlfriend for a long period of time. But anyone that dates him for a long period of time, you know that they got to have a couple screws loose. Right. So. Do you find her as antipatica's... Me and then perhaps Gray do. No, I find her just like baseline. Like I'm just like not interested either way. Right. While Julianne Huff, I'm like, yes. She's awesome. She's sympathetic. She's the opposite. I like her. I, I think she's fine in her proactive commercials. I don't know anything <laughs> about her. I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. She's a pro on Dancing with the Stars. But you've met her, right? I've met her several times. And you are and loving she a, her. She has a fabulous abs in person. <laughs> No, seriously, like, you always, I always saw her, and she'd have, like, a half midriff right. bearing, and I was she just like, there. no, she should, she's just staring at it. Well, of course, as you should. But now, after Footloose, I mean, she's... I want you to know, and I really, this sounds weird, because we're married, no, and if I, want, I die, no, if I die, in a, in, a, if I die. in a terrible accident, if I, die, if I, I allow you to marry <laughs> Julianne Paul. I'm maimed. <laughs> I don't need to be dead for this. Like, I can be maimed, and it'll be okay. <laughs> Life insurance is okay. Disability, like I'll be fine. Like if you see yourself with Julian Huff for whatever reason, I want you to know I love you enough to let you go like butterfly and Mariah Carey. Apparently, I, apparently I'm not gay enough for her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you guys have celebrity lists? Yes. Yes. Okay. Did we talk about? I don't think we no, did, but, but we should talk about, about it, it. now. So, so what's on your, for your boyfriend, what's what's the top of your list? Steve and I haven't had this conversation. What? Well, then that means you're going to have it on the podcast while I get more wine. What? You have this on your second date, right? This is something that you need to have as soon as possible. How long have you been dating? But it changes. Almost a year. And we've, we've been, well, okay, hold on. We've <laughs> been, this is a very difficult timeline to talk about. We have been going out for almost a year, like, exclusively. We've dated for a long time. We've known each other for, like, six years. Okay. So, I mean, we, but we've never had the conversation of, like, the free pass conversation. Well, you're about to. So, so Chrissy's free passes include Leonardo DiCaprio, Ryan Gosling. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Um. Is that it? No. Matthew Morrison. Matthew Morrison. He's ugly. The teacher? Mr. Shoe? Shoe, shoe, him. And is Jerry Pearl? I'll take it. And it may or may not include Justin Timberlake. I'm still considering. Continue. And then I've got like Kristen Bell, Mila Kunis. Yes. Good choices. Natalie Portman, and Julian Huff. (laughs) You know what's really funny? He's got a myriad of choices when you think about like his type. Think about Mila Jovovich. She's okay. 
she's cute. As, whereas if you look at if you look at my list of people, they're all they all are pretty similar. They all have like the same look in common. Obviously, I have a type. His is like all over the map. Do you have a type? Yeah, I mean, what guys with brown hair? <laughs> That's it. Uh, kind of. That's I mean, Justin, easy. you're on notice. <laughs> Hi, Gray. I know Chrissy's over there trying to open some wine, but. Yeah, well, Chrissy, you know it's in the podcast and you're opening a bottle of wine. Yes, I do. While, I well, can do it at the table. So just brown hair, that's pretty easy. Well, no, I mean, that's just sort of the. Who's the, the top guy? Jeez. Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> no, I don't like it a lot of women. He's like, like him. he's like three inches tall. Don't force <laughs> your opinions on Grace. No, yeah. I'm not. No, she was, a lot of my friends too, like him for some here's reason. Here's the thing I, I, they have to be like big strapping dudes. You know what I mean? For me to, like, consider, you know, ruining my whole normal life for them. So there's got to be a top guy. (sighs) Well, I'll tell you, I mean, on my list might now be Ed Quinn from Eureka. Still don't know who that is. You need to look him up. Because I was, when I, I, so I do this interview with him and I was like... You're my top guy, Ed Quinn from Eureka. I just seriously (laughs) was like, well, eventually, I mean, the interview ended with me, like... Because I, I asked him, I was like, do you understand that you have a legion of, of YouTube fans that just make videos of your face set to techno music? Because that is what I found when I Googled you. And he's like, are you kidding me? And I was like, yeah, it's like this. And then I just end up freak dancing him. Well, he's like, oh my God, if my dad were alive, he'd be so proud. And we're just freak dancing. <laughs> and <laughs> he's so, and, and here's, oh, it was so great because we're all standing in a group. He's talking to the publicist. He turns and he like finds me and he's like, oh, great. He's like, thank you so much for such a great interview. And he gives me a kiss on the cheek and walks away. Doesn't say dick to anybody else. And I was like, ha ha, we are going to do it. We are going to knock boots. Romanian sex. <laughs> me and him. It smells like cigar smoke and we do it next to stray dogs. And vampires. Ow. It's a different area code. It doesn't count. So go ahead. Um, gosh, it's great. Really? Wow. You usually, know, usually you know. every girl has this like on like just like you ask them they're like one, two, well, three. Actually, just... No, hold on. I do know one though. I've been a fan for years and years, which is Tay Diggs. Oh my oh. god. I love him. Adam Pascal is my number six. I don't know who that is. He's in Rent as well. Tay Diggs. Which was character? Roger. Oh, he's great. You seen Rent? Oh, yeah. Tay Diggs was his Rent. Yeah. Yeah. He's Benny. Yeah, of course. I love Tay Diggs. He's great. God, I saw Chicago like eight times in the theater. It's one of the only movies I've seen multiple times in the theater. I love that movie. So good. And just the whole time I'm like, oh, What a great adaptation of the musical as well. I liked it a lot. Well, he also helps Stella get get her group back, so. Yeah, no shit. I'm only having a little more of wine, and I'm going to ask my podcast counterparts on the podcast if they would like some more. Jeez. Uh, I think we've, we've just run totally long, so... Yeah, I, I think it's that type of podcast. I'm not going to lie. Just tell me when. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> when? Oh when? Okay, we're good. So... Well, we didn't talk about all the president's men, and just to just to <sighs> jump in on that, it's good. You should see it. I love Absolutely. all the presidents. Christine, of course, <laughs> never never had seen it till last night. Although, may I say, when we were watching it, some of it seems somewhat vaguely, like, in another lifetime familiar, where I'm watching and going, did I see this once? And I no, it's because you her? know the story of Watergate. 
Probably. And, and as a journalism major, I'm disappointed you've never seen it before. Well, that's just it. I think that as a journalism major, I might have been forced to watch it sometime, and I think I might have fallen asleep because I do that a lot. It's a, there's actually a really, really good New York Times article where they have where they're watching the movie with Steven Soderbergh. Really, it's awesome. It's a really great article because re, he's so good at articulating why that movie's so great. It's, it's fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I wish that I would have um, followed the names of everybody involved a little bit better than I did because although I'm familiar with what happened with the Watergate scandal, I found myself watching it and going, "Oh wait, who's that guy again?" Right. Yeah. yeah. I had to think about it. And whereas I thought if I were of my mother's generation, she would instantly know instantly this was in the news. Know. Yeah, she would know. Right? Also about Watergate, a good movie called Dick. I love that movie. I love Dick. That movie's fun. <laughs> you can quote him on that. That movie's great. Michelle Williams. Oh, you're kicking out of bed again? I had such a huge crush on Michelle Williams, but she was on Dawson's Creek, so... Do you know how much that heartens me to say? Because I'm incapable of watching a TV show or movie and not casting myself and my friends in the roles of the characters. <laughs> incapable. Doesn't matter what movie it is, I, I cast us. And back in the day when I saw Dawson's Creek, I was like, not that I'm a slut, but I'm kind of the Michelle Williams character. And everybody was like, screw that, girl. It's all about Joey Potter. Joey Potter. So to hear you say that you love her character makes me love you Aww. even more. That's why you're married. Well, well they, did, they did shoot Dawson's Creek, right? In my backyard of North Carolina, so... I know. Well, did so. you watch Dawson's Creek? Yeah, sure. Oh I'm a fucking American, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Were you like, I'm a Joey Potter? I don't do that. I, I don't, I don't like comparing... I don't like comparing myself to other people because it just freaks me out. It ends up making me... You weren't like, I'm the Dawson because I love movies and he loves movies and... I mean, I, like identi- I identify with characters, but I never put myself into it because I get too insecure, I think. I avoid that. Perhaps you're smart to do it that way. I really, truly believe it's like some sort of weird illness that I can't help. It doesn't even matter what the movie is. I mean, truly, no. it could be about mobsters. I'm like, I'd be that mobster. No, like, I, I figure out who I am. That's what movies are, though. I think is that like escapism. Like, you want to see that. You want to imagine yourself in it. You want to be true. taken to lands you know nothing about. You know what I mean? That's that. That's movies. And I do that with my with my husband, evidently. And I do that with my friends as well. And I'll, sometimes, if I really feel strongly about it, not always, but only if I feel like super strongly about my choices, I'll go to them and be like. Have you guys seen this yet? Because it's about all of us. <laughs> like, explain who is what and why. And they're like, Chrissy, you're freaking crazy. And then they see it and go, oh, never mind. I kind of get it. Okay. Until you insult one of your friends by telling them they're like the asshole character. And, Ma, they're, like, and they're like, what? Oh. Why did you think it was this person? And you're like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> I need to break it down. <laughs> A little bit. But you're the Pacey. <laughs> I love Pacey. You're Jack. That's different. You could be Jack. You're the queer homo crybaby. Yeah. You're Andy McPhee. Yeah. I had somebody tell me once they reminded me of her. I I reminded them of her and I was like, for real? I love that show. I love that show too. Let's punch it on Netflix. (laughs) You know what's on Netflix now? Wonder Years. (gasps) I love that show. I love Wonder Years. I love Daniel Stern and that fucking narration that has never worked in any show since. Why can't... I think the only thing, the only show that's ever come close to one year is in terms of nostalgia was Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks is really I've seen parts of it, and I liked what I saw, but I'm not a Freaks and Geeks connoisseur. 
I liked Arrested Development when you showed me that. And I feel like I need to catch up now that they're going to reprieve the show and then the movie. What kind of, like, dream world are we living in that we're going to get 13 new episodes in a movie of Arrested Development? pretty awesome. No one's, like, no person has said that they're going to air these. They're just like, you know, we we plan to do 13 episodes in a movie. Everybody's going to air this. I mean, I know that's probably thinking too big, but but still. Arrested Development didn't get that good ratings when it aired on Fox. But it will now because it's become a cult favorite. Yeah. Well, from your lips to God's ears, I Uh, hope they air it. God listens to me. God listens to anybody. He listens to Chrissy McQueen, let's be honest. Sanute, what's that word? (laughs) Sambatique? Senegal. Sambatique? Senegal. Are you taking you at the turns? Yeah. Uh, suit news. Suit new. I do some Sambatique suit news. So wait, so in conclusion, Gray needs to see Footloose this I week. I will. I'll see it. Indeed. I'll you see, were right, I'll Justin. I'll go, we'll go see it with you. We'll, I would totally do that. As okay. long as it's at night, right. after we get off work, I'll go see it with okay. you because it's worth she's the saying, see. She's saying okay because she's like, I don't really want to she's see it with you, but okay. Actually, no, I, I would love that. And officially, you were right. I'm just going to say, I, I, I mean, I'm just saying you called it, people like the movie. Here's the, here's the thing. Like I said to her, I was like, any person that does, the directs Black Snake Moan, and then does Footloose. I want to see that Footloose. Which I awkwardly <laughs> saw with my dad on accident. Oh! awesome. Within the first 15 minutes of the movie, I turned to him and I was like, whew, this is awkward, right? And he's like, yep. <laughs> he's, like, I, he's like, I would, you know, chain Christina Ricci to my radiator too. <laughs> Side note, I just talked to him and he was in on business in Chicago and I was like, how was your trip? he goes, man, it was awesome. I'm real excited to tell you my hangover story, though. And I was like, oh, that's great. You're the Ed Helms character. And he's like, what? And oh, I, no. next time, Next time Jethro Tull is in the L.A. area, <laughs> me and your dad are going to go see, see, some, see some good stuff. My dad will be there. <laughs> so, yeah, Footloose is great. Footloose is great. I to March is pretty good. And it's a draw between Gosling versus Clooney, unless you have a vote in this. No, I think y'all both had great arguments on both sides. I kind of feel like it's so close, it's hard to call. I know. I, I you know what's fine. I mean, funny. I'm I'm fine with the draw, and I'm usually not. I'm usually like, I must win this argument. Mm. And yet, I'm fine. And I'm not sure if it's because of Gray's charm or because I see her point in Clooneyism. Or, or the or the alcohol. Yeah, the wine. Right? I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Give me nothing. No, okay. as as someone who I see is kind of in the middle of both. I'm like, I want to play some basketball with both of those people. Yeah, that's how. By the way, how he equates code? whether Please he approves. I wish it were code. He always says that. He always does. Whenever he likes like a male actor, he's like, I could play basketball with that dude. Well, no, because like, I know thing. George Clooney has like <laughs> weekly basketball games with all, like, all these famous people, and I'm like, dude, why does he call me up? Famous people are crazy. Like all like great horror directors, they just hang out and get like meals. So it's like Peter Jackson, Glit- Steven Spielberg, Gary Moore, Dottoro, like Eli like, Roth. Just call yeah. me up. I'll hang out. What's cool? What's the safe from Independence Day? Called me up to go sing with him. It could happen to you. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum wants to Whoa. sing with me. Want, it's kind of weird. Man, I heard a creepy story about him on the set. <sighs> we'll talk could, about that. Oh later. yeah, and I'm sure whatever. I don't even know what it is, but I'm sure it's right. <laughs> No, our, our dream for episode 100 of So Married a Movie Geek is to get Jeff Goldblum on the podcast. I didn't know that was our dream, but it. apparently it is. No, she, he's best friends with you. He loves you. Every time he comes on our show, he remembers me and tells me I look like a young and beautiful Tess Har- um, Harper? Tess 
Yes. Just Harper? Yeah. Just wear a low-cut blouse. If, if, if Greg can have Diablo Cody on her episode 100, we can dream and have Jeff Are we going to really have him over in our apartment, Justin? <laughs> Why not? We've got wine. <laughs> he Touché. likes wine. Yeah. You just need a piano. That's all you need. Honestly, Jeff Goldblum just wants to sing soft shoe and tell you who he thinks he look you look like. That's all he wants to do. God, he looks good in a Zania suit. He does. Yeah, Ermin Gilo. Yeah, Tess Harper, that was her name. That's who, who apparently I look like. Listeners in podcast land, if for whatever reason you don't know me in real life, which would be funny because that means we have real listeners, <laughs> and you don't know what I look like, Google Tess Harper and there you go. Not old though, young. According for our, to for our five Lewis. listeners out there, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Yay, listeners! Gray has had Gray's our only guest we've had twice on, so <gasps> that's, that's a special distinction. I'm honored. I'm honored. Are you kidding honored. me? It's because we love you, Gray. It's You're fun. so sympathy. Yay! Now I gotta cut loose. I want to see this extra feature. Like, they got to release this somehow, at least on just YouTube, just the random. I'm really genuinely hoping that he might, like, cut me, or he might, like, make me a DVD just so I can see it. I'm going to find I'll it. Show, I'll show it to you. I'm going to find if it. If I get it. Oh, I want to see this. I'm going to Google this It's property this and of Paramount, it. so I don't really know, like, I don't know. Well, I work on the Paramount a lot, so I'll just, like, do, like, a Mission Impossible, like, break in and just, like, do, 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 Call the video vault and be like, hi guys, I need to pull some footage from here. If they even have it, I don't it's even a know. Video you don't have a video vault? Well, not for my show, but not for like Paramount Studios. <laughs> Every main. studio has a Paramount whatever lot. Yeah, I'll just call them up and be like, I, I know exactly what I'm talking. Yeah, I, I just need the, the footage from Grey Drake's <laughs> Blu-ray interview where she's singing. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Just send it to me. <laughs> I'll find out more information. You're probably right. Okay. That's great, though. All right, so on Twitter, you need, you need to check out Grey Drake at Popcorn Mafia or... Is it popcornmafia.com? Yes, that's correct. Or no, movies.com? Yeah, on Twitter, it's at, at yes. pop, Popcorn Mafia, though. She she writes great, you know, reviews at movies.com. She's fucking amazing, Thank and you. we love her. We're yes, very jealous that she goes to far-off places to talk to Richard Bauer or Stephen Bauer and all these cool... I'm just or if for whatever reason you're in an internet impaired, which is funny because you're listening to this podcast... Just watch her on CNN because, yes. like, there you go. She's amazing. I will be on Saturday the 22nd. At 11.40 a.m. Pacific. And if you missed that day, you can ch- catch her the next Saturday, most likely. Uh, depending on when you listen to this podcast. Wow. Yay! Yay! So wasted. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Not. Okay, I'm going to turn it off. <laughs>